Welcome back, Nexus Church family, to another week in our series, Fix Your Thoughts. Now, we're not literally trying to fix your thoughts in this series. It is part of Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, in the New Living Translation, where we read, Fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Now, the reality is, many followers of Jesus are not fixing their thoughts on these things, or another way of putting it, dwelling on these things, focusing on these things. Instead, they're focusing on many of the issues that are around them, whether it's relational conflict, emotional struggles, situational struggles. We all have things that are going on around us all the time that can sidetrack us from what God wants us to be filled with. In fact, Jesus said so clearly in John 10.10 that he came so that we could have abundant life. So how do we have abundant life? How do we fix our minds on what is good? That's what this series is all about. Now, last time, if you were with us, we, we talked about how you can have an abundant life even when you're in the deepest, darkest valley. That's where Paul finds himself in this text. And so we examined how you can have that through a lot of intentionality in refocusing, re- recalibrating your life around Jesus. Now, this week, we're going to start right at the beginning of Philippians 4, 8, and we're going to examine what does it mean to fix your thoughts on what is true. What is true? And Jesus said it this way in John four twenty four: God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. But I want to ask that question again that I just said in passing. What is true? In today's world, there are so many experts. You pick the topic, you put it in your Google engine or whatever is your favorite search engine, and you're going to get thousands of opinions that are all tailored to who you are. And they're going to tell you what is true about that topic or that question you have. For instance, great example of this. I just typed in something silly and asked, when will the world end? Right now, that's not going to be an open-ended question. Nothing is. Listen to the first two responses. Now, this is from the science world itself, right, who claims that they have a pretty good grasp of how old the Earth is and how long it'll be around, according to their facts. The first one I found was 7.5 billion years from now. That's from sciencefocus.com, whatever that is. And the second one, like I said, I'm not saying these are experts or not. This is the first two things that pop up in my search engine. 7.5 billion years from now. And the next one is 1 billion years from now, according to astronomy.com. Just 6.5 billion. Nine billion years difference, right? Slight difference. 
But you see, the, the point that I was trying to make with that silly example that I just typed in, you could probably type it in today and have two total different things pop up on the top of your search engine, right? That's the crazy thing about experts today and trying to figure out what is true. There's still people today who are claiming that the earth is flat, and maybe you're listening. You're like, it is. What are you talking about? There's so many people, and if you want to claim anything to be true, you can find truths or facts, better put, that back up your opinion. It's all worldview when it comes right down to it. Science is worldview-based. Your faith is worldview-based. We all have our truths that we're claiming are foundational and expert. So today, what, what is true? What is true? And you know what I know what's fascinating to me? The Bible speaks directly to this question. It always does. On things that matter. The things that determine really your core of your being. Your eternal questions. It always speaks clearly. And when we turn to John chapter 8, verse 37, we see Jesus powerfully telling Pilate, the ruler in that time in Jerusalem, he says to him, you say that I'm a king, right? Pilate was questioning him, like, why don't you answer these people who just accused you and want you dead? Why don't you answer them? You are their king. Jesus says, you say that I'm a king, and I was born for this. I have come into the world for this, to testify to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Jesus was just laying it down right there. I am the king of those who are associated with truth, the ultimate source of reality, the ultimate source of existence. I am their king. I am the ruler of that pretty bold statement. I am truth. And I'm the king of it. I'm the source of life. And what does Pilate respond? One of the most telling questions in all of history. What is truth? Some things haven't changed, have they? What is truth? He questioned Jesus himself in that question because Jesus was saying, in short, I'm the king of truth. I am the existor of truth. All truth comes from me. Pilate's like, what is it? I want to know. I've been searching my whole life. I've been trying to figure this out. Jesus, what is truth? And then, of course, he goes back and he tries in every way, shape, or form to get Jesus to not be killed so that he could continue this conversation. It didn't end that way for him. And it's the same for so many, searching the whole lives for truth and never finding it, never finding it. But today, we're going to fix our thoughts on what is truth. What is it? With so many people out there saying it's reason or education or science, they always come to an end of it. It always comes back to a 
we're not really sure. If you push reason to its end, you'll find we're not sure. If you push science or education to its ends, eventually they run out of answers and they say, I don't know. Every field, everywhere you look, truth is left with a lot of questions still on the table. But for those of us who base their faith in God as the creator and sustainer of all things, we have answers. Now, it doesn't sufficiently answer all of the science people or all the reason people. And for that, we bow our knee to God and say, you are in control. We can't answer all the questions the world has. This is what you give us through your word and through Jesus Christ himself. This is what we have. We stand. And so the first thing that we know as being true is the Bible itself. Scripture is truth. Jesus stated in John 17, 17, sanctify them in the truth. Set them apart, is sanctify. Set them apart as holy unto you through truth. Your word is truth. Scripture is truth. The Second Timothy 3, 16 and 17, very popular verse in Christian circles. All scriptures is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Scripture is God-breathed. It is truth straight from God. It's truth. Now, people wrote it down, right, so that we could understand it. But it was from God through that individual to us, written into our language today. It's truth. Now, let's be honest, right? The Bible does not speak on all topics, right? It doesn't speak on trigonometry or the specs of your vehicle or how to put together the end table from Ikea. It doesn't speak on those things. But what it does speak on, it is the source of truth. It is the source of truth. God's word is truth. And just like science, just like reason, just like education, eventually you either believe it or you pass by it. It is the foundation. Either you accept that truth through faith or you don't. Now, you may be struggling with that right now, and I totally give you that space, but eventually you have to be able to stand on that. That is what the faith of Christianity is all about. Truth is God's word. If you're going to fix your thoughts on it, you need to understand that it's truth. God's word is truth. But it's not the only thing that is truth or the source of truth that we have through scriptures. Jesus and the Holy Spirit, according to God's word, is truth. Go right back to the scenario with Pilate. Jesus was claiming to be the king or the source or the ruler of truth. I am truth. 
he was telling them. And God claims that he was Yahweh. I am the I am. I am the source of all things. Back in Exodus, when Moses was asking, what is your name? I am. I am the source. I am. Jesus proclaimed to Nicodemus in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. First John 5, 20 says, The Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true, in his Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. Truth, God's word, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus stated in John 16, 13, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. What is truth? What is truth? According to Paul, we must fix our thoughts on God and his word. See, when we come to this passage in, in Philippians 4, 8, where it tells us, you want to have peace. You're going to have so many conflicts around you, whether it's relational, situational, or internal inside of you. You're going to have these conflicts Paul was telling to his people. But I want you to not focus on them. I want you to fix your thoughts on what is true. You are to fix your thoughts on me and on my word. That's what Paul's saying in this passage. Fix your thoughts. First, before anything else in this passage, he says, what is true? Me and my word. Everything else needs to fade away. You're going to have experts throughout your life telling you, come, listen to this voice of reason. Listen to this expert over here. This is the way. Come, and you will find joy. You will find peace. You will find happiness. Come. Be a part of what we got going on. We have it, man. We have the life. We have the joy. You got to be a part of this. You want to be a success. You want to have all that you could ever want or desire. You want to be the best. Get over here. We are the best. We're the New York Yankees of fill in the blank, right? Come. Come on. We got it going on. They're going to tell you how to be a success. They're going to tell you what you should think, what you should believe, who you are, your identity. What to think about others. What to think about this world. There's going to be voices telling you all over. It's easy. It's easy to get dwelling on these experts and start following them. God, something to say. His words are true. Not that those voices, again, I don't want to steer you away from science or reason or education. All those things have their place. Why? I'll tell you why. 
God is the source of all truth. And there is truth in science. There are many amazing followers of Jesus in the science field that are pointing down the direction of some pretty cool things that point right back to God. There's amazing things found in education, in reason, in thoughts, and putting things together systematically. It's all because God is the source of the truth. And so when we get ourselves lined up with God first and add to it those things in this world that God has created and allowed to, to continue to go forward in advancement, we're in a good place. God, God is the source of truth. Back in the book of John, in chapter 8, verses 13 through 18, Going right back to this pre-Pilate scene, the Pharisees were objecting to, to Jesus. They were questioning him. They were maybe in the same boat you're in or the same boat others around you are in, questioning the authority of Jesus. Right? Because it always comes back to that. That is the sticking point for so many people is how can we trust him? How can, it, it, takes, it seems like it takes so much of, of removing thoughts and, and, and education and, and reason from my brain to trust him. And Jesus is just looking at them. After he's served and healed and cared for so many of their people. He was the good shepherd to them. Loving, doing miracles. And they still objected. And Jesus looks at them. And he listens to them. And they say to him, all we have is your word on this. We need more than this to go on. Right? For them, it was education. And in their particular field, right? We need you to be an expert over here. Because you're an expert over here. Right? We, we need the science. We need the reason. We need the experts of whatever it is. And, and all we have is you. All we have is you. Let that sink. Listen to Jesus' words. Your life, that's your own home. I agree. But listen to this. But you can depend on its being true. You can depend on its being true. That's the question that everybody's asking. Can I trust Jesus? Jesus said, you can. The creator of the universe said, you can. And he never, ever failed that. Never. He's got the bigger track record. Can you depend on that? He goes on. He's not done. 
I know where I've come from and where I go next. You don't know where I come from or where, where I'm heading, right? Like, you guys keep questioning. You keep doubting. You have no idea. You're not listening. You decide according to what you can see and touch. I don't make judgments like that. But even if I did, this is so good. Even if I did, my judgments would be true because I wouldn't make it out on the narrowness of my experience, but in the largeness of the one who sent me, the Father. That fulfills the condition set out in God's law in your experts' field. You're just pointing them right back to themselves and like, oh man, we're, we're toast now. <laughs> that fulfills the condition set down in God's law that you can count on the testimony of two witnesses. And that is what you have. You have my word and you have the word of the Father who sent me. you have God's word? Do you have Jesus Christ? Both the source of truth, the foundation of what we are to focus our minds on. So today, if you're finding yourself struggling, either relationally, internally, or situationally, whatever you find yourself in today, Paul is looking at you and he says, before anything else, I want you to fix your thoughts on what is true. Fix your thoughts on what is true. Stop dwelling on all the other things around you and dwell on Jesus Christ. He is true. He has written will give you abundant life. Meditate on it. Know it. Dwell on it. Dwell on it. Father, I pray that as wonderful people are listening today, that they can really get this into their heart, that they will establish that the source of their existence, who they are, it is in you and your word. Stop trying to run after all the experts in all the fields. And just get back to you. And then add on it those other things. But the source of who they are is in you. I pray that they would come alive like you. Find that abundance in Jesus Christ. In your name. Thank you for joining us today, Nexus Church Family Online. If you have any questions, please contact us at nexuschurch.com, and you'll find all the ways that you can reach out to us there. We'll see you again.